Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we have a very interesting question um, about improving your art and getting started, where to get started, uh, what kind of things when you do want to pursue an art career, or maybe you're pursuing a new medium or a new way of creating a new technique. And how to get through those periods where it's kind of a macaroni collage that you put on your fridge. Yeah, the inevitable starting point where you're you're not making the work that you want to be making because you're still learning, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so earlier we were talking about getting in the studio and letting that creative that creativity take you through a lot of times when we're dealing with pain and stuff like that. And I'm saying that because I want to read this comment here. I got super emotional, painted the emotions out for three straight days and threw my back out. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I uh, when I did the collab lab challenge with the rogues where we were going to paint, use our, our non-dominant, hand. non-dominant hand and I painted with my left hand. I did that for a couple hours and basically threw my back out as well. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Karen said, getting through the suck. I'm there working on my first oil. Nobody holds your breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how, but that's how it starts. You got to start somewhere. Um, so let's go ahead and read Audrey's question. Yeah. Okay. So this question comes from um, Audrey, who is a member of our awesome Rogue Fam. And we have our uh, members of our Rogue Fam here with us in the live chat. They'll be offering their questions and insights as we go. Yeah. So if you hear anything brilliant come out of our mouth, chances are that we're reading it. <laughs> that one of the rogues said it here in the yeah. chat box. Um, so Audrey says, Hey, I'm a little shy to ask this, but I've decided to ask it anyway, which is awesome, by the way, Audrey. Um, After using acrylic paints and coloring books, I've discovered that I really like it, and I decided to start making my own paintings. But I must admit that after opening this door, I feel a little lost because I'm not sure where or how to start. I found an artist that I like that has a lot of tutorials, and I'm guessing it would be nice to follow them to help me learn but it won't help me get into the habit of creating my own pieces. At the same time, when I try to create something on my own, it ends up like a child painting. I would love to paint intuitively, but I feel like my intuition isn't enough developed. So my questions would be, one, is it okay to follow tutorials when you're just starting? Two, are there other ways to improve my art? I feel like if I keep painting like a child again and again, it won't improve. That is a really, those are really good series of questions. Yeah. First of all, congrats on finding something you're passionate about and deciding to dive in. Yep. Absolutely. Um, To answer your first question, uh, is it okay to follow tutorials when you're just starting? Yes, absolutely. That's how... That's how people learn, you know, even like back in back in the the medieval days. I don't know if it was medieval. The days of the The old masters. The days of the old masters. That's basically how you learn. You apprentice under an old master. That's the beauty of like YouTube today or like any of those like online tutorials or lessons. Um, And honestly, no matter where you're at, it's always a benefit to kind of like brush up on some skills or take a look at somebody's tutorial and see like, oh, okay, because maybe they have ways of, of getting through it, yeah. you know, uh, th- not ways of getting through it, like, you know, shortcuts or, or things that they've learned along the way. Definitely. I know that when it comes to, you know, and, and a lot of the stuff that you're going to learn uh, while learning how to, you know, do this new thing that you're doing 
a lot of it is technical skills, you know, and, and that's the thing about art that a lot of people forget is that some of these things are technical skills, like knowing which brush, which brush to use, um, what you, what the thickness of your medium is when Mm -hmm. you're trying to accomplish something, whether or not you want to thin it out. Um, it's all, it's, it's all in there. And these are, these are things that you, you learn little by little, uh, through trial and error, obviously, and screwing it up and making, you know, a thing look like a child's painting or, you know, a macaroni collage. Yeah, that's part of the process. It's part of the process. And the key there is not getting discouraged while you're going through the process, understanding that you are going to consistently improve. Yes. Um, as long as you push yourself, you know, as long as you push yourself. And again, there's definitely nothing wrong with following tutorials, uh, buying art books, watching videos, um, experimenting, you know, don't be afraid of getting it wrong. Yeah. Obviously. So I think it's a mix of both. Um, XBY said, yes, follow tutorials at a higher level than you are at make mistakes so you can learn to fix. Yes. Them. I love that. Sarah says, I still follow tutorials, been painting since before you were born. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically both of my main things that I do, and you can weigh in on how, you know, you're starting out too, it was like with jewelry, it was like, I would have an idea or I would see something that I liked, right? I would see a technique that I liked and then I would look up that technique and how it's done. That's watching tutorials, right? Yeah. And then I would try to do it with the understanding that inevitably my first few attempts at this thing are not going to be like awesome. Yeah. And by first few attempts, what she means is dozens you, of attempts. dozens of attempts. Yeah. Like- so it's, um, it's like, you learn the skill, which, and there's absolutely nothing. I still watch tutorials when I need to know how to do something. So do I. Um, I mean, I forget. I forget things all the time. The yeah. other day, I had to watch a tutorial on blending for, uh, you know, to get skin tones because I was like, what the hell color is it that, you know? And it's when you're doing a myriad of things or when you're learning something, um, you know, it's not every day that I'm doing a portrait. Right. So a lot of times when I'm working on stuff and I'm experimenting, I've got I've got a handle on that. But when I'm really, really trying to get technical on things, a lot of times I'll look up a, a tutorial just to refresh my memory. Yeah. Um, it also, you know, one of the things that I've thought about doing is filming myself painting and like kind of doing tutorials mm-hmm. for myself and whether or not I would share those with other people, even though I, I hate doing tutorials. <laughs> but if you make them you, yeah. then it's different. Yeah. Ariane said, play and experiment and let yourself have fun. Yes. Yeah, so that's the other side of it is like, um, once you kind of have a handle on a technique, then you can take that technique, right? And then you can see, well, what else can I do with this skill? Right. That's that might accomplish something that's me that feels like me. So it's like learning the thing, willing to be bad at it for a while, every time you do it, and you're going to have to do it a lot of times before it starts to get good, whatever it is, and then see what other directions you can go with that particular skill. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how you go from like, learning it to kind of owning it to kind of making it your own thing. Yeah. Because in all honesty, uh, what you're working towards is getting confident in your skill, right? Because it it is a mental game. So like if you're doing it and it doesn't seem right and it doesn't seem right and it doesn't seem right and you're berating yourself because, oh, I can't get this right. I can't get this right. That's actually where you do get stuck in that loop, right? 
versus understanding like, okay, it's going to look like a big crap turd, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to try and get it, uh, you know, and even after you turn it into a crap turd, you know, especially if it's a piece that you're like, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Maybe I'm going to hide it away or something like that. Go ahead and see if you could tweak it and fix it. You know, yeah. like that's the the main part of art is being able to bounce back from a mistake. Absolutely. Kelly just said someone once told me that art is a series of corrections. Exactly. Um, I learned a lot from YouTube University, yeah, said Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Ariane said the technical will come with practice and it absolutely does. And the thing about practicing and doing something over and over and over again is like you probably don't feel in real time like you're building a skill set yeah it's like you can't see your muscles growing when you're like like every time you lift weights right yeah like um, you you just want to get buff in your art think about it that yeah. way you know you gotta get buff and you are getting buff in your art every time you do a thing yeah. but it's like it's gonna seem like nothing's happening at first and then before you know it you're gonna be like oh yeah i'm actually pretty good i love that sarah says here uh everything i do is a mistake i have no idea what i'm doing honestly that's kind of the approach that i take to art right because it, it doesn't set those it doesn't set that high expectation where I've got to get it perfect, right? So I'm like, everything that I create is a series of mistakes. And I'm going to screw it. Like right now, I'm working on this beautiful portrait. It's a very meaningful piece. And I have literally screwed up the face <laughs> like the entire time. I've been working on it for a week and I keep screwing things up. And like the blending's not working and everything is just not working. But instead of getting discouraged, like I know somewhere deep down inside of me, and that's why I mean, that's what I mean by the confidence level, right? Somewhere deep down inside of me, I know that I'm going to get there. No matter how many mistakes I make, I'm going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Zara said, ha, that's actually my goal. Tutorials that start from total beginner and guide them to be on their own working on it. That's yeah, awesome. That's Zara. awesome. Um, yeah, don't underestimate the power of experimentation, like Ariane was saying, too. Like, if you want to paint more intuitively, I think a good thing is to, like, make a mark, you know, yeah. and then see where it leads you. Or, like, um, recently we watched a master class with a fabulous music producer, yeah. and um, he has so much fun in the studio, and often it could start from one sound. Yeah. And from that one sound that resonates with this guy, he could build a whole composition. And his thing is like, don't think too much about it. Let it take you. Yeah. And, and, that, and see where, and where it that's, goes. That's the challenge when you're when you're doing tutorials and you're learning technical, right? Because you do want to learn the technical and then you want to let yourself go free. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the challenge of learning and trying to get out of your brain, like learning the technique, maybe practicing the technique. And then letting yourself go, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times when it comes to it, like for me to like really get a technique down, it'll be like one thing, you know, where they'll be talking about shading in a specific way or uh, how you're going to do your marks in certain like and then I'll just kind of repeat that over and over and over until I feel that I've got a good flow going with it. Mm -hmm. And then when I throw everything together, it still sucks. But, you know, at least 
I've got the, the, I'm building the muscle. Yeah. You're building the muscle. Leslie said buff in your art. There's a t-shirt there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so buff in my art. Jin just said, oh man, nitty gritty technical is my jam. It's always good to do things like making yourself mixing charts and other references for yourself too. Totally worth the effort investment and still is brush mileage. Agreed, Jinja. And also when you do something that's really cool, make yourself a chart or a diagram. Like I keep tons of notes in a notebook about exactly how I did something Yeah. so that when I have to go back and try to do it a year later or even a month later, <laughs> if I want to, then I have my own reference point that I created for myself so that I'm not reinventing the wheel every time that I want to yeah, make something. I have, I have a sketchbook too, where I will, um, if I'm working on a particular piece and I get a, a beautiful uh, blending or series of colors, I'll actually put in the individual colors, um, exactly how much, what was mixed with water, whether or not, whether or not I mixed it with um, self-leveling medium mm -hmm. or what I did. And I'll actually put them in my sketchbook, even if it's textured, just so that I could see the texture or see the color. Yeah, as much um, detail as possible. Yeah. I get down to like, um, it's this many inches of this gauge wire and I'm using this size drill bit and I'm drilling right here in this place. So it's yeah. like, yeah, help yourself out there. For it is, sure. you know, and, and you know, that's all that is, is like keeping notes. Like it's cool, like following a tutorial, but remember that you could pause it and like write down your notes so that you have a reference point that you could go back to. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to say that I'm as uh, efficient at this as Jinja or you. I'm not. A lot of times I get into flow and I totally forget. And then later on when I go back to it, I'm like, shit, what did I do? <laughs> what did like, I do there? That's like when you cook food. Yeah. Rafi is really good at inventing like improv food on the fly and I'll be like, please, please remember how to make this. It's so delicious. Mm. And then it never happens quite the same way no. again. <laughs> XBY said, save some crap turds to compare to later so you can see the girl. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Jen just said also embrace the macaroni art. Definitely. Absolutely. Many milestones are like, I would not put that in a frame ever, but I would totally hang it on my fridge because I nailed it. Even if it's just a stepping stone. Exactly. Most exactly. Definitely. Be proud of the stuff. The fact that you are putting paint to paper, paint to canvas, pen to paper, the fact that you're creating anything is, you know, honestly, there's a lot of people out there that wish that they could be doing this and they just don't do it. They don't get to that point. So be proud of what you create, knowing full well that this is the journey that you're taking to get to a destination that honestly is always moving. Like we never get it done. Mm -hmm, you that's know, true. I, I've been creating art consistently, like consistently, like almost every single day for the last 10 years. And like, I'm nowhere near being anywhere that like, I feel, you know, like, oh, I am a master at no, what I do. There's always something to learn. Yeah. Tempest said, there's also the fact that those childlike paintings are teaching you too what kind of marks you like, how your paints blend, what colors you prefer. It's all worthwhile. Oh, absolutely. Really good insight. Absolutely. I love that, Tempest. Dana said, I do that with portrait all the time. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Arianne said, mistakes are never wasted. It all builds on each other and it is a learning experience. It really is. It really is. And it's the thing is that a lot of techniques that I've come up with that are like mine 
are from making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like where I made a mistake and then I went through, I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can fix this. And then it, something comes of it that I'm like, holy crap, that is amazing. Now, those are actually the things that I do write down because I want to remember exactly how I did that. Your notebook of happy accidents. Yes, my notebook of happy accidents. Kelly said, just for info, I have a book called 1500 Color Mixing Recipes for Oil, Acrylic, and Watercolor by William F. Powell. It is very cool and helpful. That's right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Kelly. Kelly. Hi, Yobi One. Uh, Arianne said, if you do representational work, try playing an abstract for a while to loosen up. That's a good, that's a good point. Jumping between different techniques and mediums. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even genres. So with music, um, like I've been singing since I was a kid. And when I was a kid, basically all I did all day long in my free time was play songs on the radio on my little hot pink boom box and try to sing like the singers that I mm-hmm. liked. And I was really bad at it. And I've been mostly bad at it for most of my life, but it's still what I do to this day. If I hear a vocal sound that's like really attractive to me or a style that I'm interested in, I try to do it. And then I try to do it better and try to do it better. And I suck at it for a long time. And then once I kind of have my vocal muscles like um, better, stronger in that direction, then I try to see what I can do with it. And that's pretty much how it all works, because, you know, a lot of a lot of people try sketching for the first time and then they get upset because it doesn't look the way that they want it to look. But it's like you haven't developed your hand-eye coordination, right? Like you got you, you little by little, you're you're building these these neural connections in your brain and your muscle mm-hmm. movement, and like for singing, like you know the nuances of your throat, you haven't figured out what those nuances right. are. You're building the muscle, and you're finding your voice with this combination of emulating what appeals to you. And then seeing what you can do with it that's you. Exactly. And I think that's the magic sauce right there. You're figuring out what appeals to you. There's nothing wrong with emulating while you learn and then experiment to see what you can do with it. Yeah. Uh, Arian said, I take notes too and I keep a sketchbook with ideas or brainstorm something. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, most definitely. Zara said, hi, I was just about to say I should write down food recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it for everyone in your life that enjoys the delicious food and wants to have it again. Uh, yeah. Sarah, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah says, I purposefully paint unnatural color in unnatural color, blue people, blue cats, orange faces, much intimidating, struggling through the paint. I, yeah. I mean, I, I do the same thing. I love I love playing around with something different. You want to get the technical skills down or or maybe you don't because, I mean, you can learn those as you go. It's not going to look that great, you know, at first when you're blending colors. But a lot of it, a lot of it is just experimentation in order to find that voice. And like Clee said, like playing around with stuff that already exists, like following a tutorial or something like that and understanding um, some of the, the hacks, you know, mm-hmm. because that's the one thing that um, every artist has is you develop your own hacks um, when you're creating, which is awesome. Yeah. Hi, Ella. Hey, Ella. Thank you for the gift, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, XBY said, this is Heather, by the way, waves and rogue. Oh, Hi, Heather. Yeah, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly said, I can post on Discord after this, my first drawn portrait when I first got back into art in 2013 versus now. 
so you can see how bad I was when I first started and how much practice helps. Yeah. It's yeah. really, yeah, it is good. And, then, to and that is great. Things. I love, I love that Kelly, because like that, that really is a thing. It's like this ability to look back at your art and I had to really develop a love for the mistakes, for the imperfections, right? And when I would look at my art, I would develop this, just a love for it and an understanding that like, I am growing, my skill is growing. But the fact is that if I put a brush to canvas or brush to wood, that this was still one of my creations and that someday I was going to look back at this mm -hmm. and admire the fact you know, maybe the technical skills not there. Maybe it doesn't, you know, look the way that I wanted it to look, but I'm going to admire the fact that I tried, that I went through it, that I was resilient and that years later, here I am. And so it's almost like this, this entire mental game of like understanding that like, this is not a waste. No, I not am not all. wasting my time. Hey, Clover. Hi, Clover. Um, so yeah, fixing, correcting mistakes, understanding how to correct mistakes is like huge muscle training. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. um, many, many years ago I tried to learn how to knit and I, I was taught how to knit by someone who was very, very good at knitting. And I could, I could mimic the motions that produced the knit, but I couldn't understand what was happening in the yarn, right. like what was actually happening. And You're, it wasn't until you weren't, you weren't connecting with the yarn. I wasn't connecting with the yarn. I didn't understand the actual stitch that was happening. I was just copying the motion. And it wasn't until I had my first big screw up and I had to undo what I did and try to do it again that I started to really understand how the thing is actually woven together. Yeah. And that was such a huge leveling up and just understanding how, you know, the, the, the threads of something, I guess, for lack of a better word and how to correct those mistakes. I mean, I have, I, you know, and, and a lot of people will scoff at this. Like I will uh, sometimes put a layer down of paint, you know, I'll be working in acrylics and I'll be put a layer down in paint that I'm like, that I put it down. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. What have I done? What have I done? And I have literally taken the work outside and hosed it down with a hose. I know I've seen you do that by yeah. pressure and taking it off, understanding full well that I'm not going to get it all off. That there's going to be nuances of this tragedy that I put on my canvas, but then getting it off of there just enough where I could bring the the painting back and use those marks, the remnants, the remnants that are left to do something different you know mm -hmm. like the moment that i screw something up i think that i've gotten in the habit of like really letting go and understanding that like okay well this is going to be a series of mistakes that's going to take me to a place that i would not have gone had i tried to make it perfect Definitely. or gotten stuck heather said yeah i like to try challenges inktober sketching challenges random stuff in my sketchbook anything i'm bad at yeah that's beautiful i yep. love that Nancy said, I appreciate you both so much. You've encouraged and inspired me to push through so much on my journey to be a better painter. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Nancy. That's awesome, Nancy. And thanks for being part of the Rogue fam. Dana said, I can totally botch up a painting and fachunk it for like a few months, dig it out and then start painting again and it will come together. <laughs> it will. It always does come together. It all. It really always does. 
Welcome, uh, Scarlett. Hey, Scarlett. Sarah said, I need to get sketchbook out and just draw in pencil for fun rather than as prep for paintings with selling in mind. I need a real quick part-time under table job to take the pressure off my creativity. Yeah, I mean Ooh. whatever whatever you could do, a little side hustle or something like that. You know, if 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 finances are a thing on pressure that's why I say like a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And sometimes whatever it takes means getting a little little, you know, yeah, and un- under the table part time <laughs> job. <laughs> let's talk about taking the pressure off because whether it's financial or you're always um, putting that pressure on yourself to get it right or everything you're doing is a commission or for a show and you're like not just experimenting and having fun anymore. As our um, wonderful Mysteria likes to say, sometimes me and my sketchbook aren't talking right now. And it's because she feels pressure every time she opens the sketchbook. So it's like, Finding a way to remove that pressure. You gotta remove and that pressure. Just being willing to make something, even if you don't like it, at the end of the day. And that's that's one of the reasons that we came up with for chunking because, like, when you give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, or fifteen minutes to work on something, where you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna get it started. You're not sitting there with this prerequisite that I must create a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's. That just adds way too much pressure. If you're opening up your sketchbook, and I've said this time and time again, sketchbook is for like crappy ass uh, playing with stuff, or you want to, you're sitting there and you're sketching something, or you want to create something beautiful. Like it is whatever you want it to be. And it's not meant to, first off, when you create the art that you're putting out there, that pressure of like trying to sell it shouldn't be there either because like you don't know what you don't know what somebody likes that's like you really have no idea what somebody likes or what somebody considers good art or bad art you have your perception but if you're trying to get it perfect for someone else because oh i want to sell this thing then you're just adding extra pressure to yourself for no reason because you have no idea what somebody will like Kelly said, not me. I'm hosing it off. I screw it up. I paint over it. I want to throw off those who x-ray my art when I'm dead. Oh, trust me, Kelly. (laughs) I do that as well. It's only when I have that one layer that I'm like, oh, I don't want to whatever. But there, I let's just put it this way. There's going to be some paintings that I might have gotten aggravated um, with something. And when people x-ray it, they're going to be very uh, surprised what they find. <laughs> Sometimes. Ginger <laughs> said, you don't need to hose it, but I love the garage band enthusiasm. If it won't budge with water, isopropyl alcohol. If it won't budge with isopropyl, grain alcohol. I can pull layers I put down two days before. Yeah. So long as the layers underneath are I use, solid. I use, the same, I use the same stuff, Ginger. It's just, this is different. You know, like it's something that I was like, okay, this is what I want to do because I didn't want to pull the layers off completely. Has anyone ever experimented with creating in a style that you don't like, like a genre that you're, that's not like your jam? I have. Um, I have too. And I've actually found that to be like really kind of useful. Um, like I'll see things and I'm like, that's totally not necessarily my style, whether it's jewelry or music, but I, I think that like, um, uh, ingesting and even like trying to work in genres that aren't necessarily your jam also broadens your horizon. Oh, absolutely. And, and beefs up your skill set. So, like, 
um, don't be afraid to like to do that too. Jump jump into something that you already don't like the genre. Yeah, it's like the yeah. same thing as um, and I think this is sage advice. Like, um, read the works of people you disagree with. Yeah. Like it will broaden your horizons. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, you know, get out there and and whatever it is like uh, just try stuff yeah arianne said i paint on wood and i love sanding down layers when it's not working i like the history it builds in a piece sometimes amazing things show up when you sand things oh, down so do i so do i actually some of my textured pieces even if they're on canvas i will sometimes sand those down just to bring out a lot of the under layers um you know and i'll maybe have made a mistake and i always love the way it looks when you sand down your your layers mm -hmm. the different layers that you have on a painting and then i'll bring out the hose again and like hose <laughs> off a lot of the sanding um kelly said in sketchbook only draw with pen no erasing yeah i yeah. love i love drawing with pen i do too because it does force you to just work with it, it it forces you to work with it and to not be so precious you know so like your lines could be a little bit more erratic and you'll find that doing more erratic lines actually broadens your horizons on getting it to look the way that you want it to look oh yeah you're yeah i see you draw with erratic lines and when i sit down to sketch i'm like you're trying to do everything all perfect yeah <laughs> and i i want to i actually want to try to draw a little more erratically yeah um tempest said not talking to your sketchbook what <laughs> sounds like it's time for a new one just to play i keep one just for scribble journaling which becomes my first layer no one gets to see the playbook oh i love that yeah love that's that. awesome yeah. i love that the the idea the getting the ideas down book and then having maybe the like i did this thing really awesomely and this is the final design sketch and notes for it book you yeah. know kind of thing hose for existential threat got it yes <laughs> yes indeed karen said if it won't budge with grain alcohol drink alcohol. <laughs> drink the grain alcohol <laughs> and then revisit later yeah, yeah ella said yeah when i get commissions i can get challenged it's one of the reasons that i love taking on commissions because a lot of times a commission is going to force you outside of your comfort zone now that being said the commission should be in line with something that you're excited about Definitely. even if it is something that you don't think that you are capable of doing and making that very clear to the client like you know i've really never done this before i am excited about trying this if you're willing to take this journey and it's with really me, yeah. it's really great because then it becomes a collaboration between you and the client and that really establishes i have a lot of very strong relationships with people that have commissioned me because of this because mm -hmm. you know i'm willing to expose all the tragedies that happen along the way totally and to say like yeah we're on this journey together um i started taking commissions straight out the gate of doing jewelry like yep. right away and it was terrifying but i'm it's one of the things that i'm so grateful that i did and like you said being really forthcoming about it like this is my first time attempting this particular thing if you're comfortable with that then let's do this yeah kind let's of do thing. this we're, we're on this journey together and man i have like i have leveled up so many times just from taking on a, an exciting commission where i had to learn new things yeah Blind contour drawing is a way to stay loose in your sketchbook. Yeah, Ariane, absolutely. Oh my gosh, we recently filmed a blind contour drawing class yep. um, here in town, and it was incredible to watch. Like the, not only the process, but yeah, like the effect that it had. <laughs> um, Ella said, "I love sanding to get rid of my wood burning mistakes." Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Kelly said, after drinking grain alcohol, you won't care what it looks like. (laughs) Yobi once said, I figured the best way to learn how to paint with acrylics is using my RV as my canvas. I'm having so much fun. Well, I love that. I love that. I can't wait to see it. I'm dying to see what what you've been doing with your your art installation in the RV. Uh, So I am am curious. I know that... um, I know that Audrey's here. Oh, yeah. Earlier in the um, chat box, Audrey had said, like, the taking notes thing was very helpful. Awesome. So, yeah, Audrey, hopefully this is helping um, provide some some enthusiasm towards just going for it. Just, yeah. um, just I mean, attacking your canvas of choice. Or and your- really, to answer, to answer that first question, you know, is it okay to follow tutorials when you're just starting? It's okay to follow tutorials when you're just starting. It's okay to follow tutorials if you've been doing this for a while. It's okay. It's okay to follow any anything that is going to be helpful to you in your technique and in learning new processes and, and doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all of that is okay. If anybody out there, and I know that there's... There's this. There's always like weird talk, right? With when it comes to artists, because you have a lot of very insecure artists out there that will put down some people. Who's like, well, I, you know, I, I, I don't learn from tutorials. I just, do, you know, it's like there's a lot of ego. I know, and I'm just gonna be real blunt and say, like, I am so sick and tired of these people that talk down <laughs> to artists about whatever their process. Which I'm sick of it. It's yeah. old news. Stop talking down to artists and go make something. Yeah. Naysayers. That's where I'm like, listen, <laughs> if you, unless you're actually creating stuff and you're putting your stuff out there and you're doing stuff and you are having fun at mm-hmm. what you do. And it's not like this serious grind and like all that, you know, like there's a lot of people that are very, very serious about what they do. And, you know, and I'm like, it's art. We're supposed to be having fun. Yeah. This is life. You know, like being an artist is not a job. Being an artist is a lifestyle. That's one of the hardest things for people to understand is like, this isn't a job. We're not doing this simply because we want to make money. Obviously, we'd like to make a good income from mm-hmm. it or at least support ourselves. But until you get there, like you're going to be doing this no matter what. Yeah. And it's a lifestyle. Don't make it a, a nightmarish hellscape for yeah. yourself. <laughs> for, so for somebody to come in and be like, well, this is the proper way to do it. Well, you know, a real artist wouldn't do this or a real artist wouldn't do that. And I'm like, you know what? You could go eat a bag. It's, it's it's that simple. All the most like badass people in their creative fields are generally having a good time. I yes. mean, that's one thing that I've definitely learned. And I've gone through periods where I definitely took myself way too seriously. And one of my huge goals right now is to definitely have more fun. I think it's a rite of passage for artists. I think that at some point, all of us will come to a point where we're like, well... Let me tell you a little bit about who I am. That's the rite of passage that yeah. comes after the macaroni collage where you're like, I'm so great. It's everything. Yeah. And now I must always <laughs> produce greatness. Yeah. Kelly um, said, uh, creatives use whatever process they choose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Audrey said, thank you so much for all the insights. Awesome. And I also wanted to address the um, the last part that says, I feel like if I keep painting like a child again and again, it won't improve. And I'm going to have to disagree with you on that because I think even if you just kept going at it, um, going at it, going at it, and just doing it that way, you know, you're going to get bored with the same brush strokes and ideas and you're, you're going to evolve 
um, whether you want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> so even even doing that, it's like, yeah, you will improve. It's just what happens. Think of um, it. Think of it this way, Audrey. When you are learning to write, right? You and you want to learn cursive or something like that. You're gonna you're gonna do it out slow. You know, it's gonna look like crap. You know, and some of us we don't really grow out of that handwriting because we're not. Um, purposefully trying to learn how to write it neater or something like that. When you're practicing your art and you're practicing the stuff, you are consciously just little by little, a tiny little millimeter here, you're changing, you know, you're, you're really working on your hand-eye coordination because you will purposefully be trying to improve, you know, and that's the thing. If you try to, if you have like really like chicken scratch and you want to improve your handwriting, it's going to take some time to get to a place where your hand-eye coordination is allowing your hand to do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Yobi said, I'm using a fun book by Anna Bartlett to paint from. I don't see the point in doing anything totally original. And it, yeah, if that's your jam, that's your jam. And yeah. I wanted to mention this because a few of the rogues have said like, I never don't. <laughs> Sorry for the double negative. I never don't use a reference image, yeah. whether it's a reference image that you found or it's a reference image that you took with your own camera. Um, a lot of artists don't come up with stuff straight out of the imagination. A lot of artists are using reference material always through their whole career. I think it's a good practice to snap pictures of things that you find aesthetically beautiful and like basically keep like an archive of inspiring images that you might want to try to paint or sketch or create from. Yeah. And you know, and even, even take those images, like let's say you want to create a weird little creature and you see a cool mushroom outside that has this weird shape to it. And so you take a picture of the mushroom and then you pull it into Photoshop or one of those things, or even sketch on a printout of it where you add some eyeballs and like make it into a cute little, you know, like that's, that's the thing. It's always easier when you have a reference. It is, and you can, the thing is that you could, there are people that paint straight out of there, straight man. out, yeah. but so do I, Yeah. but I also use a reference the majority of the time. Yeah. And that's what I'm you saying know? is like, both are good. Yeah. Like whatever helps you um, do it. Ariane said art shouldn't be torture. Indeed. Definitely. Ariane, indeed. Um, Karen said, another artist at the gallery said to me once about a third artist at the gallery, Dan traced that picture. I Googled it and found the exact photo. Who the heck does that? If it's copyright free, it's yours to do whatever with. <laughs> She's like, I Googled it and found the exact photo. Good use of your time. Good use of your um, time. So you're busy. What? What exactly did you accomplish? <laughs> tattletailing on other people yeah. that you're on. Um, oh, man. Not even tattletailing, just gossiping about yeah. it. Like, I'm going to spend my time looking up this reference photo so I could gossip about this other artist. Yeah. Like that's yeah, it's not know. very productive. That's Kelly said that's why I never learned about artists from history because I didn't want to do it like them. I wanted to do it like me. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, and that's the thing. Like when it honestly, Kelly, when it comes to artists in history, like there, you know, there's some techniques. Like I do like how uh, Da Vinci um, did his his uh, very transparent layers For in order sure, to get yeah. skin tones and stuff like that. Like I love that. That's cool stuff. But I didn't learn that or I didn't read, you know, I researched his life and things like that in like fun documentaries that we watched. And it wasn't until later that I was like doing this thing 
and then found a blog where somebody said something about how he did that. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm doing like Da Vinci did. <laughs> Sarah said, art is torture. Art, artists are tortured souls. And I think, Sarah, that <laughs> Sarah. that's part of what you love about art. So in that way, it's, yeah. it still is love. You know, yeah. Because I mean, artists are tortured souls. Maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe sometimes they're not tortured. Maybe they're ex-tortured souls, you know. Perhaps we're all in varying degrees of varying degrees torturing of torture. ourselves. Yeah, you know, it is better than death. So <laughs> That we know of anyway. Yep. Yobi said, back when I did a daily webcomic, I got used to using references a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Heather said, even if you trace something, you still have to have a certain level of talent to paint it. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, tracing things, I just... When it comes to all that stuff, I forget what I was watching, like some uh, show about artists. And one of the artists was like really, really upset because one, the the other artists used a projector. And I was like, you know, the masters used projectors. The like some of them didn't. Some of them did it by eye. You could lay out your dimensions but either way, either you're using a, uh, a projector or you're using math and measurements mm-hmm. to get those dimensions to go. You're, or you're using a grid or you're using something. You're using some kind of thing that you're cheating. It's not like it's you're true. just... And I can't imagine someone being com- coming at me like, oh, you used math to get that shape correct? <laughs> oh. You use math to get these geometric shapes correct? Oh, that's that's not how you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just come out of it, out of, you know, out of your butt. Jen just said, um, any ballerini, and, oh, I butchered that. Sorry. Any, ballerina, no. any ballerina paintings I do of mammals such as giraffe involve looking at a lot of rodeo pictures. Rodeo pictures. Giraffe is a large hooved mammal. Horse, too. Their legs have similar muscles. And in rodeos, they are using that. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Ella said, I like how Renoir left cat hair in his pieces. Yep. <laughs> I've um, got, I've got, I don't have cat hair. I have Rafi hair in my pieces. So mm-hmm. yeah. And the occasional no see Yeah. Well, it used to be anyway. Well, yeah, not, not so much anymore, but there was in Florida, especially there was a lot of uh, a Rafi hair and bugs. Karen, Karen said exactly, but not to the Rafi hair and bugs to uh, the, not a, not a productive use of the time to be mm, gossiping mm-hmm. about. Um, Ginja said, if you're that hellbent on reinventing the wheel, you should drop those acrylics and go up to Amish country that or get over using tools as tools, (laughs) right? If you're going to be like that, then what are you doing using pre-mixed paints instead of grinding up? Yeah. Why aren't you grinding, grinding, uh, ladybugs to get that perfect hue of red? And I'm not knocking it if you do. It's like everyone needs to just let everyone do what they do. And that's, but that's the thing. I think it's cool. Like. When the documentary that we watched with the artist who was like stretching his canvas um, and he uses tacks instead of staples, right? Mm-hmm. The, that was cool to me until he opened his mouth and said, real artists use tacks because that's how real artists do. I never use staples because that's just an abomination. And I'm like, you're a douchebag. So like, basically anytime you hear the word real artist come yeah. out of someone's mouth, I just want to be like, shut the front door, please. (laughs) Arianne said, please don't go killing ladybugs. I know. (laughs) I know. This just crushed it. I forget where, because I wanted to, at one point, actually I did that. I I did 
create a piece. It was a very small work because I realized how much work goes into grinding your own stuff. And I was like, this sucks. I don't ever want to do this again. (laughs) Oh, it turns out I hate this. Yeah. So I did this very small piece where the, all the pigments I ground myself Mm -hmm. and it was only like three pigments. Cause I was like, after three, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And so it was kind of like this half painting. Um, and then I painted over it with regular pigments. I just bought pigment. Excellent. Yeah. Jen just said, you better start mulling your own oils and growing out your hair to make your own brushes. I could go on all day. <laughs> Zara said, Shh, this is a limited edition, rare. Rafi, Rafi DNA, DNA, Florida, Florida no era painting. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Oh, there's going to be some of those. And then there's going to be the the ones that they x-ray. And it was clearly a painting that I was frustrated with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ginger said, I call that peasant speak. Old school crotchety watercolorist. You're either painting botanicals with Windsor and Newton watercolors and sable brushes, or you're a peasant. I love that. I am, you know, and I think I think of myself as a plebeian artist, a peasant artist. Definitely. Because I experiment and I always think about that and think to myself like, well, those were the artists that were innovating. All the other ones were just kind of following in the footsteps of someone else. They were the ones doing the awesome stuff with food too mm-hmm. that eventually got um got <laughs> eyeballed by the upper crust as Yeah, well. by the upper crust. Uh, Sarah says that she doesn't believe in talent. Uh, she hates when people say that she's talented. Um, not talented, talented, totally incompetent. I struggle and sweat and bleed to create my pieces. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, Sarah, like, but at the same time you got to think about, and I know, I know, I know Sarah, that you embrace the tortured, uh, ideal of it. Uh, which is great because you struggle with your pieces and you fight with them and you punch them in the face and sometimes they punch you back. And that's great. Um, I do agree with you totally that when it comes to talent, this is all either we are putting paint to canvas, putting pencil to paper or pen to paper, or we're not, you know, and a lot of us that are considered like talented, you know, I started drawing when I was three. You know, I, I, by the time I was 10 years old, I had been consistently drawing and painting, uh, for five years, you know? Mm -hmm. So like that somebody would see me painting something or drawing something at 10 years old and they were like, oh, wow, you're so talented, you know? And it's like, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing it. I just put the hours in, right? Yeah, yeah. you just put the hours in. Jen just said, y'all want to sass me, and I haven't even seen a single one of you pick up a magnet. Get at my level. Ginger's doing some cool experimentation <laughs> right now with magnetic. I believe it's with magnetic paint. I saw a picture of it today. Um, experimentation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. Uh, Heather said, I hate the word talent. I feel like it completely takes away from the blood, sweat, and tears that go into the skill building. Yeah. It's a lot of skill building, a lot of skill building. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's basically what it is. And like, you know, for a lot of us, it's just it's doing it and you just keep doing it and you just keep doing it. I have a sketchbook that's That's 50 50 years years old. old. That said Kelly. Kelly, that's awesome. That is awesome. Jen just said, don't say I'm not an artist if I'm not doing it your way. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom line, that's it right there. Yeah. Don't say that I'm not an artist. If, if I'm not doing it that way, 
the way that you think that it's supposed to be done. I'm you know, getting art buff in my own way. Yeah, everyone the, gets art. The buff truth in is their own that way. a lot of a lot of those artists are full of shit anyway. They don't do it the way that they say that it's supposed to be done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even the ones that were like only oils or whatever. Some of them will use acrylic to do their base layer. So like I'm like you're so full of crap. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's that's just me. <laughs> Arian said there is skill building, then there are happy accidents. Yeah, and the more you do skill building and experimentation, the more happy accidents you're going to get, yeah. which I love. Yeah, and that's the thing, Audrey, like, you know, when it when it comes to learning this, the one thing that I would say with with all the advice that we've put out there is a understand that like you're going to develop, you are, you are working on these things to develop not only your skill with it, right. And hand-eye coordination and all that stuff, develop your confidence in it. And your confidence is so that you could be in a place where if somebody's like, that's not how you do it, you are supposed to do it this way or like, blah, 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 blah. You could tell them to take a hike, you know, because really, the idea that it's not good to someone else or that it's not art is irrelevant. What matters is that you are improving little by little. So like you're looking at your stuff and you're like, well, this looks like a child painting. Great. This is beautiful. Next time I improve a little bit more. I improve a little bit more. I improve a little bit more, but really you want to develop that and keep going and get to a place where you feel happy about what you create so that no one else could take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Tempest said it was either Leonardo or Michelangelo that said, if you understood the years and work that went into my training, you would not be so surprised at the result. Yep. Yep. Actually, I believe that I believe that was uh, uh, Michelangelo. I'm pretty sure that was Michelangelo. I love that. Yeah. Um, Sarah said, I am a happy accident. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel said, I love gouache. I need unlimited time to work in all mediums and learn to make my own paints. We we all need, excuse me. It's not gouache. It's gouache. (laughs) Gouache for any of you who know that inside joke that started a millennia ago with the rogue fam. It is gouache. My apologies. (laughs) Yobi said, I confess to having been a watercolor snob. It took a long time to use something other than Windsor Newton. Nowadays, I use anything I can get my paws on. And that's okay, too. That's okay. Yobi. We all go through our stuff. Oh, man. I, you know what? I am the epitome. The reason that I am so against art snobs is because I was an art snob. As was I. I, I was one of the most intellectual. I would come up with, you know, great sounding arguments uh, reasons, all this stuff. I was just too smart for my own good and ended up using that mostly to not create art, to talk myself out of it, but pretend like I was like the most expert person in the world when it came to art and the right way of doing it and Mm -hmm. the wrong and how I don't, well, I don't necessarily create art anymore because the market's not ready for real art. <laughs> you all, yeah, we yeah. all find ourselves. Like, I was admittedly a music snob for a while during my early music career because I was totally insecure. And it just, for some reason, it seemed like a good idea to be a music snob. Like, you only record music with this music job well, program on this yeah, type of computer. It's insecurity. And it's you know what happens? And excuses. You know what happened is I got really, really bored. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you're an art snob. Yeah. Um, Heather said, spreads the paint and draws with pens and sometimes gets the hose again. (laughs) A new rogue poem. (laughs) That's awesome, Heather. Audrey said, thank you again. Now I'm so motivated that I want to paint all night. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, Audrey. Excellent. That's awesome. And sometimes that's all it takes is like, I'm going to, I am, this canvas doesn't even know what, what's yeah. about to happen. Ginger's telling uh, Yoshana, ain't nothing wrong with being, that being part of your history. You're moving forward. That's what counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where growth comes from. You know, that's where growth comes from. And, and it's understanding that we're going to go through these processes. You have people that have, that have been art snobs like that and like really, you know, they spend a lot of their time nitpicking other people's art or stuff like that. And they're not really pursuing their own career. And they've just been replaying that same narrative over and over. There's nothing wrong with being an art snob as long as you're willing to grow out of it. And mm-hmm. we either evolve and grow or we stay stagnant. And so, Yoshana, kudos to you for evolving and growing. Most definitely. And as Rafi says now, that he prefers to be an art slob. Yes, I am an art slob. I am the biggest art slob that you have ever seen. Heather said, Audrey, go forth and suck at new things. Yes, um, I love that. I love that as a motto, as a um, a rallying cry. Uh-huh. Like, go forth and suck at new things. Yes, I, I love that. Baby steps. It's how we all got here, said Karen. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Just have fun. The most important thing when it comes to this, Audrey, is just have fun. Just have fun. Screw it up. You know, a lot of times when I get into the studio, um, I'll turn to Klee and I'll be like, all right, let's see what kind of devastation I create today. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Kelly said, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Rafi, don't turn this into a mess making competition, said Ginger. <laughs> oh, oh, it's on, Ginger. It's on. You want, you want, what, you think you got something on me? We'll, 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 we'll have to do that. We'll have to make this a live event. Ariane said challenge accepted. <laughs> Karen said, and appreciate your own art. It's probably better than, you know, yes. it's always better it's than we always think it better is. than we think it Isn't is. Isn't it? Well, we do, when we did our live concert recently, Rafi came home and he was just sure that it was the I, worst thing. You guys, that I was, done. I was shattered. I was shattered after the concert. Like I felt just you know, it was one of those moments where I came from it and I seriously on the inside wanted to cry because I thought I was just, I had messed up so bad. You know, and it's funny because I don't, when it comes to art and stuff like that, I don't react that way. So I know that this is like a deep insecurity that has to do with music specifically. And I was shattered and didn't even want to watch the video. And eventually, Clee was like, you know, it it wasn't as bad as you think it was. No. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch it. And so like four days later, I watched the video and I was editing the video to post it. And yeah, it wasn't bad. It was great. And yes, we had some hiccups, but, and that's, that's what I had said, you know. No, um, I recovered from the hiccups really easily. Yeah, like, you did. You recovered beautifully. And I said, you know, you're going to watch this back and you're going to realize that you did a lot better than what you're thinking in your head right now. Yeah. And that's always the case where we are our own worst critics. The reason that that saying is cliche is because it's true. Yeah. So we do need to learn to appreciate our own work 
And that's something that happens over time as well. Kelly said, hey, Rafi, blindfold challenge? I like, think that that's a great, uh, that's just a generally great idea. I love Blindfold the, art well, challenge. That's, we're definitely going to do that. And we're, we are bringing back the, the weekly challenges. And the art we'll, improv. The art improv challenges. And then we'll have the Collab Lab challenge every, every quarter. But yeah, I thought it would be fun um, uh, for you guys to, you know, on, on, the rogues to have the challenges and stuff like that. And Andre, those, those are the kind of things that you want to just kind of jump on and just challenge yourself to do it. It it takes a lot of courage to do a challenge, to work on something that you're not really, you know, sure how to do. Um, But I would say when it comes to the improv challenges or any challenges that we throw out there, when it comes to art, just don't be worried about messing it up. That's part of the process is like, Creating something that is, you know, you're like, eh, oh, I screwed that up, and, whoa, being, whoa, whoa. And, and being and being willing to even share it, especially with a close knit community like the Rogues. Yeah. So that that is always it's always fun to do, and it really helps grow past that stuff. Audrey said, "I love challenges." <laughs> Sweet. Ginger said, "I recently bought a good apron with the goal of having the apron be the difference between covered in paint versus not." We got a long road ahead. I've left fallow <laughs> footprints through the apartment more than once. <laughs> I know. I've got I've got footprints. Uh, I got footprints on the mats in the kitchen. You know, and, the and... real special thing is when Rafi gets paint on me. <laughs> and usually I don't realize it. Like, I'm just over there at the bench doing what I do, minding my own business. And like days later, sometimes weeks later, I'll be like, What's this orange mark on my sleeve? Yeah. Or my well, purse. You know. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the best of us get, you know, really, really messy. Get art supplies on our um on the things and people that inhabit and our I'm, space. And Ginger, I'm playing around. I've seen your mess. So, you know. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know if I could come close. Messy is fun, said Ariane. Yeah. That's why I'm so excited to have my studio now. Yeah. Like my own studio where I can be messy. Because uh, as much as I tried to protect the apartment, um, you know, it, it just, you, you can't, you can't do that. No, you and, can't. And now in my own studio, I could just go at it and it's so much fun. I've got paint all over the floor already on one of the walls and I'm like, that's right. But Rafi said, Ginja, if you're like, oh no, my landlord will be so upset. Now you're referring to Klee and not a random schmuck who's going to be real upset when they see how many different places have blue splatters. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's true. There's no saving us. Get out now, (laughs) said Ginja. Ella said, if you're not messy, you're not a creative. That's me projecting my opinion. (laughs) Also, don't and do not underestimate the powers of some real groovy tunes in the studio to get you flinging your material of choice in a direction that you didn't anticipate. Especially if you accidentally fling it towards Clee's direction and then you get real quiet. (laughs) And then you go on lunch break. Yep. All right. Well, I think I think that we are at the end of our uh, podcast. Wait, hold on. Tempest said, I'm hoping the husband doesn't notice the teal paint splatters on the bed. I told myself <laughs> I could just do this one thing. I didn't need to go downstairs. Oops. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Tempest. I love it, too. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. So I um I loved this conversation, you guys. It's got me inspired to go forth and suck at things and make messes. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. All while listening to some groovy soundtrack. Yeah. So Audrey, hopefully you uh, enjoyed this. I'm sure that you got a lot, a lot of the rogues. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for your comments on this. Like seriously, this was, this was a great conversation, a great question, Audrey. Thank you for asking that because this is, this is important. It's important to understand, like, you know, when you're getting started, um, to be easy on yourself, to mm-hmm. not, to not, uh, sit there. And, you know, the only times that I've seen Clee frustrated in the studio is when she was learning a new process in jewelry and she wanted to get it right yeah, the first time. I wanted to be more good at it and, more quickly. <laughs> and she would get all red and stuff. And I would turn to her and be like, honey, it's okay. You got to give yourself that time to screw it up. You're mm-hmm. going to screw it up. I've been doing, you know, with jewelry in particular, I I grew up in the jewelry business and I've been ju- doing jewelry for the majority of my life and I still screw it up. Yeah. I've been painting forever and I still screw it up. One of my favorite things was wa- apprenticing with um, Rafi's father because he's been a jeweler longer than I've been alive. And yep. um, one of the biggest lessons I learned from him is that he still has OF moments. Yeah. And OF. He, and he has to, re- yeah, it'll be like, ah, and then he has to recover from them. And it's like, you, you know, you never get past that. It'll so. be, it'll be things like setting a big diamond and then the diamond just fl- Goes, flies boom. in the air and then is gone forever. And it's like, he's just, you know, and, and, you know, to someone who's doing that for the first time, oh, what happened? You no. know, but to somebody like that, he's like, well, well, know, like, what am I going to do? It's time to move on yeah. instead of like, you know, stay stuck in the mistakes. So. so as Arianne says, let's go forth and suck. That's how we get buff. That's right. That's... <laughs> That's how we get I love it. Oh, that needs to be a t-shirt. Let's yeah. go forth and suck. That's how we get buff. That does need to be a t-shirt. All right. Well, absolutely adore you guys. Thank you, Rogues, for being here, um, for adding to this conversation all your brilliance. You guys are absolutely amazing and brilliant and always have so much to add. Um, And for everybody else that's listening to this, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and subscribing to our page. We've had such an uptick on our podcast lately. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for um, just listening to these two dorks uh, that have decided to do this creative career thing. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, if you're listening to this and you like what you're listening to, go ahead and click wherever it is that you need to click on to subscribe. And uh, yeah, you want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios.